This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat, and I am your host. So today I want to talk a little bit about uh, some conversations I've had and a question I've had from a listener. The first thing I'm going to address is regarding spiritual exercises and um, experiences and inner experiences with all of that. I recently spoke to someone and they said something that's really fairly common, which is, um, I don't have the experiences uh, that that people talk about that I don't have, I haven't had those experiences, uh, whatever those are, those um, that some people might talk about in their SEs. Now, it's recommended that uh, you don't necessarily share and you keep those personal to you and you keep those um, experiences as something that's between you and the Lord. And because it, it is a misrepresentation, anyone who tries to discuss these experiences, it becomes um, difficult to really represent what it is. And it's easy to become jealous of other people in the way they describe their experiences and how you think what their experiences are, which probably isn't what they are anyway. So I asked this person um, who was telling me this, I said, well, tell me your experience. And they started describing uh, the experience they have when they're doing their spiritual exercises. And um, they talked about it as in the words that they could use, which was that it just is what it is. It's be this experience be on time and space. It's um, they use a lot of different words like that. Familiar. It's a peaceful place. Things like that. And there are a lot of ways to describe that experience. And they were basically trying to say, and when I question more, is that they don't experience it as phenomenal in terms of they don't experience it as dramatic phenomena, uh, as the heavens opening, and as this great um, thing. And it really can be a very subtle thing. And part of it is that there are no wrong experiences with all of this, even if you don't have experiences. Um, you'll have some ex some sort of experience. Sometimes when I'm doing my SEs, I can go through periods where my mind is just so hyperactive that it's hard to get beyond this uh, this chatter this chatter of my mind. Though even then, as I do the SEs, I chant my tone inwardly as I listen. Um, and even though it can be distracting to have this monkey mind at times, I still find that I come into a 
there's an energy that comes through and there's an energy that even beyond all that monkey mind uh, and even when I don't necessarily have that great experience or those inner experiences or any of that, that there is something that shifts and sometimes it can happen often actually the spiritual exercises in the experience uh, they don't happen they'll happen in the dream state the that from the spiritual exercises which can be a lot like filling up your car with gasoline and then you may travel at other times um, someone told me that oftentimes they an inspirational thought comes in after they get into that peaceful place inside uh, that and sometimes it comes in as that inspiration sometimes it comes in after the spiritual exercises as inspiration as an inspirational thought uh, as a good feeling as more grace in your life and the spiritual exercises aren't designed for this level they are not designed um, really to do something in this level they're designed to move you into that process of soul transcendence and into um, that experience of the sound current inside. And what was interesting is as the person was talking to me about their experience, I was like, well, that, that's, that is very much a, you know, a valid experience. In fact, I actually started feeling myself getting jealous of them. I'm like, wow, you you get to that place that quickly? Sometimes it takes me a very long time. And there, I know that there are people um, who have been on the spiritual path doing spiritual exercises for years and years, and they sometimes get to a place where they don't have any dreams or any experiences that they're remembering and that there's just nothing and sometimes that can last for years and they continue to do it but they don't really have that experience and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not having those experiences or just because you're not aware of them um, and that a part of you may be very much traveling and may be uh, really working with other levels so, as um, when I discussed these experiences uh, and when I discussed spiritual exercises, I just wanted to really clarify that there's a lot of ways to experience it. And the other part of this is that it's really easy to forget the experience you have, which is why it's really great to have this inner experience journal and not only i mean i've recommended it for the dream journal when you want to do uh, record your dreams but when you're doing your spiritual exercises and you come out of your spiritual exercises um, write down the experience you had so that you track that because oftentimes you can be in the experience during your spiritual exercises and when you come out you, it's so in the moment sometimes in that experience that when you come out of them and start your day, it's very easy to forget and to not be able to kind of bring back that experience or to recall it, especially if you don't write it down afterwards. Like you may have, um, sometimes when you, I'm doing spiritual exercises, there's energies that are clearing in the body. And 
a part of my body will just jerk on its own. It will, um, it will, there will be, sometimes I'll feel this energetic, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, uh, it's like an energetic punch or something where it, it's shocking or like a, a slap to my energy and then some part of my body might jerk, maybe not. And it's just a, a, an experience of, uh, of a releasing of um, something in the body, a block being released or something being released um, or something being worked out. And that can go on in spiritual exercise too. But if you have these experiences that are so subtle, and that is really a very um, generally a, an experience with spiritual exercises that they are subtle, that they are not phenomenal, that they're not very dramatic. And actually that's something that I really appreciated about JR, um, John Roger, who I talk a lot about. If you're new to this podcast, he's my spiritual teacher, lived, worked with him for many, many years. Um, and he passed away a few years ago, but he taught me all that I know in this area and showed me the way. And one of the things I really appreciated about how he taught and how he discussed these spiritual things is that he, it was very matter of fact, is very, um, it was shop talk. It was like talking about, you know, any ordinary thing. If you were a plumber, it'd be like if you were just talking to another plumber about plumbing. And it, for JR, the spiritual, these spiritual experiences, the spiritual um, lifestyle, all these different various things, it was very scientific in a way. It was just very, uh, no nonsense, no drama about about it. it. It was just, this is what it is. Like talking about, you know, this is the lights on and, and that lights off and, you know, that plants over there. And uh, if you go down this street and take a left, you'll come across the library. That's how he talked about these inner realms and, and these inner experiences. Um, and they are very ordinary. And actually, when I was talking to this person, they're like, you know, it's really just an, it's a very ordinary thing. And uh, so ordinariness is a prior condition to God. And so when we talk about these inner experiences as being ordinary, uh, that's, that's been a lot of my experience is that they're ordinary and only, really only in looking back at my journals at this larger picture and seeing all these experiences together, do I go, wow, it's kind of really phenomenal in a way, even though as I was experiencing them and to this day as I experience them, it's very ordinary, it's very subtle, uh, and it can be very intense at times. I'm sure some of you have had those very intense, very real dreams. Well, it can be intense like that, um, but at the same time, a lot of the inner experiences are subtle and you can go right through them, you can miss them, you can not remember them, which is, makes it very helpful to have these dream 
journals and these inner experience journals and really approach it from a scientific approach. Uh, so that's something I wanted to discuss about um, spiritual exercises. The I got a question from one of our listeners, and he lives in Serbia, which is very cool. Um, and he he asked me uh, what my view and, and what I heard JR talk about the second coming of the Messiah. And that question, um, I really had to sit with that question for a while because Jared did talk a lot about that, about the Christ and about Jesus and about the Messiah and, um, and about all these things. And he talked a lot about it publicly. He talked about it privately. And I had experiences um, in this area with JR, and he talked to me about different subjects. And there was so much to it that I wasn't sure um, how to really answer that. I just today, I've been going through different um, seminars that he gave about all this. And just today, I, I stumbled upon a seminar that I think um, is really quite good and has a lot about this. And it's called Christ Consciousness, This You Too Shall Do. So Christ Consciousness, This You Too Shall Do. And that's um, by JR. And I think there may be a video of it too. I was listening to the audio. If there is a video, I'm going to I'm going to play some excerpts, just so you know, uh, in a minute. And if there is a video, I'll also uh, try to cut up that video and, and stick those excerpts in a video form on my website at transcend.online. And you can get the full version of that seminar if you want to. There's a lot of stuff in it, so I definitely recommend it to you um, at msia.org. At the store, you can look for this, and I'll put a link to it on my site. Um, there's there's plenty that Jr. discussed in about Jesus, who was his teacher, and there there was just a lot to it, and a lot to that experience, how, being close to him, and how that how that worked. Uh, I I'm not going to go into that part of it today, um, the the more private things. I may eventually, maybe if I write a book, I'll put that, throw that in there, and maybe in a later podcast I'll put some of that in. But I think as a good starter point in terms of um, of what Jared talked about in terms of the second coming, as it's known uh, in many circles, that. Um, this this seminar has him talking directly about that, and I think um, is very enlightening on on the subject. And so, uh, for our friend out there who asked about this, um, I'm going to play these excerpts now, and that at the end of the excerpts, I'll say goodbye. But this is going to be. Um, the last part of the episode. So enjoy those excerpts and I'll talk to you in a sec. If the word Jesus bothers you, call him love. 
or call him the beloved. And that'll also be you. And let's say it this way, and if Christ be the way, that's your future. Not a religious future, not a church future. One where you walk with God. Not that you don't now, but that you walk in it in a greater way, in a greater freedom. And it will transcend the experience level. Now you can have experiences with the Spirit and with Jesus and with God or the traveler or whatever you want to. You can have the experiences with that. But later on you'll get to such a place where there are no experiences like that and you won't have the experiences. That's when you have to know what you're doing or you start to say it left and abandoned me because you don't feel it. It was made very clear to me by a beautiful lady many years ago. She came into the movement and one of the first three or four seminars we do a lot of sharing similar like today and she told us about a vision she had when she was pretty young and that she had seen the vision off and on over the years and it was a beautiful vision she didn't give all the detail but some of you can't tell I mean there's no words for it she came up to me one day after being in the movement for about two or three years and she said, I'm so sad. I'm so down and depressed and I don't know which way to turn. And I said, how's that? She said, I've lost my vision. I haven't seen the vision just for over a year. And she had these dearly bloodshot, teary eyes. And I said, gee, that really seems real serious. And, of course, some people think that I couldn't be serious if I tried. Because I, I always see the humor in the thing. And, and it, was, it was humorous. And I said, well, darling, where did you lose it? <laughs> Why don't you tell me what that vision was? I said, but this time start to detail it. And this lady sat there and just like a, a throwaway statement said, you didn't lose it, you became it. And the lady didn't know that she'd become her vision. And she'd sit and describe the vision and she was describing all the things about her that had been happening over the past year or so. And the, all of us knew about it because we'd be sharing. This happened to me this week. This happened. And all these other people were sitting there picking up the wisdom of her sharing and she didn't know she was telling them and they were getting it better than she was about herself. And it was just a wonderful thing. And she said, I am... And it was amazing, her face, somehow all the puffiness went away, all the redness went away, everything just cleaned up, her eyes sparkled. And we were sitting watching her, and it must have happened in 30 seconds, and her body just started changing. When somebody tells you a truth, and you have the wit to go with it, it'll transform you. The truth will transform you. You don't have to try to transform. It'll do it for you. When people talk about the Messiah returning, are they uh, relating to Jesus? Some probably are. That's, uh, I would imagine that many people from uh, the Jewish uh, tradition would refer to the Messiah as that that is yet to come. And most of those that we call Christians would say 
that's already passed and we're waiting for the second one. Well, in one sense the word, it doesn't matter if the Christians get the second one and the Jews get the first one. If it's the same one, they'll be in union anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's no conflict. Is he indeed going to return the first or second time? Many people are waiting for the second coming of Jesus. And yet, within his own words, he says, Lo, I am with you even unto the end. So maybe the second coming is when people wake up to the fact that the Christ action is alive and active and present. If we're talking about a Christ action, then we're talking about the pouring forth of the Holy Spirit upon all mankind. Does holding the traveler consciousness on this planet also mean holding the Christ? No. So some travelers have and others haven't. Right. And the last time the Christ was held on the planet was with Jesus? No. Can I ask the question I'd like to ask? Everybody has the Christ in them or you can't recognize the Christ. He held the keys to the office. I'm not too sure he's ever left because I see him all the time. Just like I talk to you. But he's also not there all the time. Just like you. But unlike you, when I want to talk to him, he's there. And unlike you, when he wants to talk to me, I'm here. Even though sometimes it sounds like double talk, when you hear it back and you hear the explanation, it fits. But I don't try to spoon feed people. Make them stretch out. Okay, thanks. Don't struggle it. Just love it. Okay, so hopefully that helped clarify uh, about your question about the second coming and about the Christ and Jesus. And I look forward to the next episode with y'all. If you have any more questions, feel free uh, to write to me. You can get to me through the website transcend.online. There's a contact page there. And uh, I look forward to having you listen to the next episode. Have a great week.